everybody, welcome to Mogul Talk with Darcel Lari, where success is just a byproduct of who we are. It's your girl, your host, Darcel, where every week I'll be bringing you a Mogul Minute of inspiration, new topics, and surprise guests. Stay tuned. It's time for your Mogul Minute of inspiration. Can I get a drum roll, please? Today's Mogul Minute of inspiration is you don't have to be loud to be impactful. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. You don't have to be loud to be impactful. See, everyone has been given different gifts and talents. And believe it or not, when I was growing up, I was very shy. I was very much an introvert. And I know you probably wouldn't believe it today because I have a podcast and I've done a lot of public speaking. But I had to force myself to be an extrovert. And I know that sometimes as you guys are looking at the gram and even myself, I look like, man, that person can really speak well or that person can really deliver a speech very well and I'm like man I could never be like them but it's so important to understand your own gifts and talents that God has given you we are not all meant to do the same thing you don't always have to be the loudest person in the room to be powerful and I need you each and every one of you to understand that your power is in your purpose not in how loud you are I'm going to say that again. Your power is in your purpose and not how loud you are. So many people are making moves and trying to advertise every single move. But a lot of times I make silent moves. That's when I'm the most dangerous with my success is when I'm actually in tunnel vision or tunnel vision mode and I'm quiet. You don't hear anything from me on the gram is because I'm being quiet and I'm working hard. Some of the hardest working people like Bill Gates. Do you hear anything from Bill Gates? Is he telling you every move he's making on the gram? Most likely not. But is he very successful? Absolutely. You do not need to always blast everything or see all these individuals who are blasting everything in order to be powerful. Be you. Be the best version of yourself. And do you, boo. Do you. And do it well. And that is your Mogul Minute of Inspiration. Welcome to Mogul Talk with Darcel Laurie. I have Danielle J. Smallwood in the house. She is a realtor in PA, which is Pennsylvania, and I'm so happy to have her on the line. Can you say hi, Danielle? Hey, everyone. Thank you for having me, Darcel. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much for being a part and definitely talking to our mogul, you know, family here at uh, Mogul Talk. So basically, I just wanted to kind of talk to you and you know you are the experts and I want to I know a lot of individuals right now are talking about getting into real estate um, especially a lot of millennials I see that they're definitely stepping out there whether it's you know taking that entrepreneurship you know uh, dive or getting into real estate I know but real estate has been one of the things that the one percenters always highly suggested um, making sure that you get into if you want a piece of that generational wealth um, mm-hmm. and being able to build that for yourself. So tell me what made you get into real estate and how did you get into real estate? I honestly didn't start practicing or, or getting involved in real estate until about three years after I graduated, about three, four years after I graduated college. So I, I started out um, on the investing side. My thing was doing buy and hold. So basically buying the property, fixing it up and holding it and keeping it as a rental property. Um, so that's what I was looking to do initially. Mm-hmm. And then I came across um, wholesaling. 
And once I came across it, I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is pretty simple, you know, pretty easy. And during my time of wholesaling, towards that year and a half, um, the end of it, I started, um, you know, going to get my real estate license and everything to become a realtor. Awesome. Well, you definitely had a very interesting journey. And I think, you know, every um, realtor has their own, you know, personal story. Can you talk a little bit more about, you know, that hard work that you have to put in and what is like the under, maybe the biggest underestimated thing that people have um, when it comes to, you know, being in real estate? Because there's so many different avenues to it. Right, right. So with with being in real estate and because there's so many different avenues, you can get lost um, and get the shiny object object syndrome very easily. And basically, the the shiny object syndrome is basically, um, okay, I can start off wholesaling. Oh, and then I see now, you know, I see somebody's doing buying holds or fixing flips. Oh, I want to do that. You know, that's the new shiny object, and now I'm into doing that. Um, instead of focusing on just one thing and allowing that one thing to to excel and and allowing yourself to be great at that one thing before jumping into the next thing. I think a lot of times when we start something and it doesn't pan out how we initially wanted to, whether it be like the first month or the first two months or the first three months, now we're moving on to something else instead of um, basically just putting in that hard work and grinding out and trying to get to that, that ultimate goal and reach, you know, your maximum potential, and once that maximum potential is met, then moving on, you know, to the the next thing, whether it be fixing flips or, you know, whatever the case may be. Absolutely. I love everything that you just said. I think, one, uh, it just goes to show, I think real estate just really goes to show if you really are meant for this or built for this or not. You were saying people follow the the shiny object or kind of want to be jack of all trades and master of none, right? So not taking that time to, you know, specify the field that they want to be in. It's okay to experiment, to say, hey, let me see if this is something I will be interested in. But then it's also another thing when you're saying, okay, this is the goal that I set for myself. Let me actually see if this pans out. If I only wait a month, I will not actually see if it pans out. I will not actually see the fruit of my labor. And I think that's the biggest thing is that people want to say, you know, I'm an HGTV girl. So I watch HGTV literally all the time and so for me I get inspired I literally have a lot of decor from Wayfair because HGTV says oh you know the Wayfair commercials and so you know you can get caught up in like oh that looks like a cool thing to do but then the actual work behind it is something completely different and that's what you know I think um you know, it, it sounds like even from your personal testimony of how you got started, you said you always knew that you had this entre- entrepreneurial spirit. You always mm-hmm. knew you wanted to be in some form or fashion in real estate. And that just goes to show you that you were built for this, that you were meant for this. But a lot of people say, oh, that's cool because they see maybe you doing it on Instagram and all the amazing houses that you're showing. And even me, I'm like, oh, that house looks like gorgeous, you know? <laughs> and so, um, you know, that, that it looks appealing. 
But like Mm -hmm. you said, generating leads, building relationships, relating to people, you know, and and relating to different types of people. Um, That's really, you know, what it takes. And so and being consistent and willing to learn and not always having to like jump ship if things are not working the way that you may originally have planned it to work. And know that for some, like you said, everyone has a different path to success. And so Mm -hmm. knowing that, you know, your path may take a month, my path may take a year, you know, and knowing that, you know, success is is not a one uh, size fits all knowing that it it is tailor made. And so to to fit your, your purpose and what you were meant to do and your personality, you know, um, what is like over the over your time being a realtor and being in the real estate game? What is like the most frequently asked question that you get all the time? <laughs> I'll say when it comes to investors, the most frequently asked question is basically how do they get started or um, if there's a way where they can buy properties with with low or no money down. Um, mm-hmm. I would say on like a buyer side or a, um, a first time home buyers, it's not so most, I won't say it's really a question, but most people think that they won't qualify for a mortgage, but in most cases they do. I think it's more of a, a perception that we kind of have on ourselves that, um, oh, we feel like, you know, we can't achieve something. Basically using our resources and, and taking initiative to, to accomplish certain things. Nice. I think that's um, a great piece of information right there that most people often think that they won't qualify. And not saying that there's not reasons to not qualify, but like you stated, there is a perception that if I'm not here or if I'm not in this perception of what I think is going to qualify, you know, why even try? Why even bother? And one thing that I mentioned earlier and one thing that, you know, I'm really starting to to kind of really think about a lot more. I know for myself, you know, I always used to say, oh, I don't know if I'll ever buy or purchase a home because, you know, why deal with all the maintenance, you You know, know. and that was my younger self and saying, oh, I don't even know what coast I'm going to live on and I'm just going to be this free spirit, right? And (laughs) over time, you realize, you know, as much money as I'm paying, you know, for a rental property, I could own my property and potentially actually, you know, make um, money off of my property. And And so and then also have the generational wealth aspect to things. So I think what I'm realizing now that I wish I would have known years ago is just um, being able to see you know, purchasing a home in the in that aspect. And I think I love what you said, where some people have these different perceptions of what it is to purchase a home and knowing that it is possible and knowing mm-hmm. that there are resources out there. Can you talk a little bit about maybe what are some of the advice or advice that you would give to a first time home buyer? Yes, absolutely. So, so, I'll even touch on a little bit of what I do monthly. So on a monthly basis, I basically host um, a monthly webinar, and it's mainly for for first-time home buyers. Um, I do some for investors, but it, my main focus is first-time home buyers. Um, and basically, on those webinars, what I'll do is I'll pick a specific topic, whether it be on credit, whether it be on um, finance and savings, 
whether it be, you know, with a mortgage lender, having a mortgage lender come on and, and speak um, and provide the, the requirements for, you know, certain lending programs that they have. Um, but mm-hmm. my, my, my main goal is to provide value and education, right? Love it. So on these webinars, what I do is I'll bring people that are qualified in a specific area, whether it be credit, whether it be um, finance or savings, um, or whether it be a mortgage lender, um, I'll have them come on and speak and provide the value and information. So now you know firsthand, you have an opportunity firsthand to get this information and also engage with the speaker while they're right there on the webinar, right? Nice. So now this provides you with all the information that you need. If you have questions, you can get your questions answered right then and there. And also after the webinar is over, we provide myself um, as well as the, the guest speaker, we provide you with all of our contact information so you can still, you know, stay in contact with us and continue to ask questions because my my main goal um, with being a realtor, with being an entrepreneur, again, my, my main goal is to serve and provide education and value to people. Um, you know, I feel like in our community we have this stigma um, that we can't, achieve certain things or we can't have home ownership. Um, mm-hmm. We weren't really taught the the power of ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's like a, a real major goal, you know, of mine, just to, to, just to educate my community and educate individuals in general um, and to empower people because we have, we just have to end with the, the limitations that we set on ourselves. Um, because we just have so much power within ourselves, and once we set that limitation, it's like we we get stuck in that limitation and in that mindset that oh we can't achieve this, we can't have this, you know this can't be done, that can't be done. Um, so that's why I I I come as a resource. Um, I come as is you know an opportunity just to interact with people because again. You know, at one point I was in a position where I felt like, you know, I couldn't achieve something or, you know, I wasn't in a position to to do something. So, you know, I know what it feels like to be in a position, mm-hmm. um, to have a, you know, a certain mindset. And I know what it's like to have somebody, you know, a value just to come in and take me under their wing and say, hey, you know, do this, 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 and that so you can achieve, you know, what you want to achieve. I love it, love it, love it. Um, one and of I'm things... not sure if I answered your question or not. No, you did. You did an excellent job. Um, one of the things, well, one, y'all, the listeners, I hope that you heard that she has a webinar once a month, and uh, you need to make sure that you're listening, and she'll give all that information at the end. Um, but one of the things that I really love that you talked about, and this is what I learned in class um, as I was going through in real estate school, um, mm-hmm. was not just to chase a check, right? Because mm-hmm. I love the, the key thing that you kept on mentioning over and over and over is um, educating, you know, or education um, and educating the, you know, your potential, con- uh, you know, clients. Um, also educating just your community so that they have the resources to make an informed decision. So I mm-hmm. absolutely love it that you're doing something that is not just saying, oh, I'm just here to sell homes, right? Or I'm not just here right. to, you know, work with investors. I'm here to make a difference. And that's mm-hmm. what I love about, you know, just the the 
the potential that real estate, like I was telling you before, is that something that I really want to now venture into is into real estate. And that is the, the thing that I want to do is make a difference. And I love the fact that you're able to do that every single day is make a difference. Now, when people, I guess, listen to the webinar, I love the fact that it's an interactive webinar and they can ask questions right on the spot. What are some like top three, maybe things that they're learning um, when they listen to your webinar? Okay. So, so the top three things, it also depends on the topic. Um, okay. But one thing for sure, I do talk about the home buying process from start to finish. So okay. I do go over um, the home buying process. Um, if it's if I'm doing a webinar on the home buying process specifically, I'll go in depth about the home buying process. Um, but if I have like a, a special guest on, whether it be credit, um, a mortgage lender, or a financial coach, I'll kind of touch on the home buying process a little bit and more and let you know and allow them more time to go into you know their topic. Um, mm-hmm. But depending on specifically what the webinar is about. You'll you'll learn about the home buying process. Um, if it's on credit, you'll learn ways to fix your credit, how to pull your credit re- report, um, how to check your credit report as well. And if it's on like the finance and savings, again, I'll have a, a financial coach on speaking on that topic. But she'll teach you how to how to calculate how much home you can afford. She'll also teach you how to come up with a savings plan. Um, and she she also allows you, you know, gives you steps on, on how to pull your credit report as well and, and review it. Um, but she's also good with um, basically helping as soon as after you buy the home, making sure you still can, you know, budget and maintain the home as well. Love that. I love the fact that you stated that the guests that you have on one are informative. And then two, um, your financial coach uh, guest not only talks about the pre stage before purchasing the home, but also the post stage of mm-hmm. purchasing a home. I think people often forget about that or leave that out mm-hmm. um, because it's one thing to purchase a home and say, yay, and you fall in love with it and you're so excited but then you go into, you know, and then you lose control and then you're, you know, maybe potentially going to see, uh, which I hope none of our listeners will. But some people have seen foreclosure because of it. I know even mm-hmm. just, you know, statistically, uh, when people win the lottery, you know, most of the individuals get so excited. And the first thing that they want to do is purchase a brand new home. Right. And usually it's out of their means. So I love the fact that you stated that you guys discuss um, how much house you can purchase and then. Right. Because, and then how much house you can maintain over the next several right. years, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like I said, people who won the lottery and won millions, a lot of them end up going into foreclosure and, and end up mm-hmm. going into bankruptcy because they didn't get the education that you're providing of how to maintain and how to not only, you know, pre-purchase education, but also post-purchase education. So I love that. Um, that's amazing. Um, now as far as credit score, I think that was something I know for me and, uh, I would say within the last year, I've been really good at checking my credit score and making sure that I am dealing with the things that are, were on my credit. And I thankfully was able to get some things fall off my credit. Now that I think to I think that's usually like the scary part where people like don't want to see or what's on their credit or they don't know their credit score. 
what is like the typical credit credit score or what um, should someone's credit health uh, look like if they're trying to purchase a home? So what I recommend um, to people, because I, ha- I do have a few lenders on my team. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a lender on my team who can lend on a credit score as low as a 680. Um, so basically 680 and above, you're good. Okay. And it all depends. It depends on the lender and it depends on the specific program. But FHA, um, 680, um, of course, FHA is 3.5% down. But you want to make sure that, especially if you have student loans, that they're not in default. You at least want to be, you want to be current on those, on That's those payments. Um, you don't want to be in default in, in, in any of your, your loans, whether it be a student loan, whether it be a credit card, um, whether it be a car you know, whatever the case may be, you want to be current on those things and making sure you're making those payments on time, especially um, if you want to purchase a property soon or if you're currently in the home buying process. Because uh, what the lender will do, they'll pull your credit right before um, you go to settlement as well. So you want to okay, make sure, um, you know, there's no change in your credit score, um, that you're still paying your, your bills on time, you know, during the before the process and during the process. That's good advice. And you want to make sure during the process also that you don't open any new lines of credit because mm-hmm. that will affect your credit score as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some circumstances, it may you may not be able, especially if you're in the middle of the home buying process, you may not be able to buy that home anymore. Yes, because when people, um, you know, when you open new lines of credit, it, it takes your credit score down, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's yep. great. And it, it messes up your um, debt to income ratio as well. Um, so you don't want to do anything. What I recommend to all my clients is right after you get those keys, whether it be the same day, um, you can go ahead and, and make that purchase. But just wait till settlement is over and you've signed all the documents and you've received those keys to your new house. Then you can go and do, you know, whatever you please. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is great advice. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you as well is, um, being in, and I I feel like definitely us women are starting, you know, to get into the real estate game. Right. But I feel like for a long time and even, even probably a little bit still now as well, the real estate game has been a male dominated field. Um, Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that? And how do you feel being a female who's in the real estate game, who's killing the real estate game? And has there been any barriers that you had to overcome being in a male dominated field? So I just feel like in in certain instances, people will try you. Mm -hmm. Um, but for Mm -hmm. me, I speak up for myself. So they'll always go so far. As you should. And I think as women, it's often, you know, seen as if we do speak up, we're immediately called like the B word, you know, and we're difficult and we're not, you know, easy or pleasant to work with. But, Mm -hmm. you know, like you stated, if it's someone, if it's a male, they get all the kudos for, you know, Mm -hmm. putting their foot down or being tough and being, you know, um, being, they they get, they earn respect from that. And it's so important for us as women, especially in a male dominated field, especially just as an individual who wants to be respected and being an entrepreneur, showing that, you know, what your work does matter and you do hold value. And so, 
I I love the fact that you, you know, you gave an example that you stood up for yourself. So just in case any of our listeners who are female and who are trying to break into the male, uh, a male dominated industry like real estate, know that, you know, your voice does matter. You do have value. And so thank you so much for being transparent and sharing that. So what does your day actually look like? So what does the day of someone who is in real estate look like? So my, my days normally vary, um, but I get up 5 a.m. I'm spiritual, um, so I, I read my Bible. Um, I know that's right. I meditate. <laughs> <laughs> I meditate. You know, I get up, get dressed. I'm normally out the door by like 7, 10, going into the office. Once I'm in the office, I normally get to the office about 8, 15, um, 8 o'clock, 8, 15, 8, um, I'm getting set up, getting ready to start the day. I'm looking at properties, looking what's new on the market, um, anything that's new that fits my client's criteria. I'm sending those properties out right then and there. Mm-hmm. Um, from about 9 to 11, I start making my calls, um, whether it be to to the expired leads or, um, you know, whether it be a, a lead that has come into me. Um, so I, I'm normally working in the business making calls from 9 to 11. Um from 11 until till about, I would say, 3.34, I'm normally out in the field, whether it's looking at houses, um, studying the market, um, again, checking, checking. I normally check, I only check emails three times a day. Um, so it's very early in the morning, um, at noon, and then later on in the evening, because my main goal is to be um, efficient. So... When an email, if an email comes in at 10, another one comes in at 10.30 and I'm right there responding, I'm not being efficient in generating lead generating. Mm -hmm. So, again, with being a realtor, it's all about, you know, lead generation and, you know, getting business and everything like that. So if I'm constantly responding to emails all day, you know, I'm not doing what I need to do to lead generate. Um, So I time block. so my schedule, my my schedule is is pretty much more so on a time block base, um, mm-hmm. but normally from like depending on day, from like four to six, I'm back to making calls. Um, whether if I need to follow up with a client, touch base with a client, you know, respond to an inquiry that may have come in, calling past, you know, past leads and everything like that, and also calling calling new leads. So I'm I'm normally like on the phones. If I'm not in the office on the phones, I'm out in the field basically. Whether it be showing showing homes, and normally after six, I'm normally out showing homes. And also again, it depends on day on the day where you know I may have a webinar that I'm hosting or something like that. And just for anyone who is listening, knowing that if you're trying to be an entrepreneur or trying to get into real estate, discipline is the key. Um, yeah, I know just from being an entrepreneur myself. You know, if you're, I know when I uh, was in full-time entrepreneurship, you know, I may want to sleep in or I may like, oh, no one's really checking for me. I can do this. I can do that. But that's when you didn't see the results. And then the times that I was kicking butt, I was up early. I was knocking out emails. I was, you know, doing, like you said, webinars or this or that. You know, that's when I start to see the results. And so... Which the work that you put in is what you get out. And so I definitely love how, you know, you kind of broke down your day. Yeah. So 
Thank you so much. I think you've shared so much information. You were absolutely amazing. And I know all of our listeners are super excited. All of you need to now go buy a house now. And especially (laughs) if you're in the, you know, in PA, you need to make sure that you are hitting Danielle up. And Danielle, can you let them know um, where they can find you, how they can hear about, um, you know, find out more about the webinars that you mentioned, all of that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So um, on Facebook, I do have a Facebook business page, um, which is Danielle J. Smallwood Real Estate. Um, I post all my events on there, whether it be webinars, whether it be um, the in-person home buying events, um, or whether it be, um, you know, listings that I have or or homes that's currently on the market. Um, You'll see everything on there. Also, um, Instagram. Um, Miss Smallwood 24, M-S-S-M-A-L-L-W-O-O-D 24. Um, that's my, my business page as well. On Instagram, um, I definitely need to change my Instagram name. I just haven't thought of a good name, a real estate name yet. Um, <laughs> but um, that's where you can find me on um, social media, um, Instagram and Facebook. Um, but, I'm, I'm, you know, if you DM me, I definitely, you know, get back to you. Um, and if you wanted to speak in person, just shoot me a DM, um, and we'll be able to, to schedule a, a consultation, a phone consult and kind of, you know, go over any questions or anything specific, you know, real estate, whether it's real estate or whether it's, you know, entrepreneurship in general, because I do have a, a very strong, um, you know, entrepreneurial spirit. And I love to, to give advice, um, and feedback, um, you know, on entrepreneurship. That's awesome. And that DM, DM in her, guys, definitely does work because that's how I got her to be on this podcast because I kept seeing all the – she kept on popping up on my feed with all these amazing houses that she's showing. And I'm like, see, I need to – when I grow, I grow up, up, I got to be like her, her, you know. Yeah. And I definitely, um, you know, truly admire all the hard work that you're doing and, you know, the education that you're providing to not just – only um, your clients, but your community and Mm -hmm. truly showing that especially uh, women of color, we can be in, you know, different realms, you know, and we can own those realms. And I love the fact that you're definitely show showing it off in, in the, you know, in the form of real estate and, and everything that you do. So I definitely can't wait to talk more and definitely hopefully get together. And, um, you know, my goal is to, uh, purchase a house this year. So I Mm -hmm. definitely would love to talk more about that with you. So definitely guys, please follow her please look her up please check out her webinar make sure you're um checking out all the amazing things that she is doing and getting the education that she is providing so one thing that people don't understand they they um you know webinars is your webinars um free to listen to or watch yep my webinars are absolutely free um anything that that i'm doing whether it be online or even um, my in-person home buying seminars um, they are currently free. See, they are free, guys. Do you not understand? Free information is so valuable. Like, you need to jump on that, and you need to get on that, guys, because that is so important. So uh, thank you so much, Danielle, for being on tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate Absolutely. it. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much.
Now, don't forget to click the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. I'll be bringing you a new episode every week. Also, don't forget to follow your host, your girl, Darcel Laurie, on IG, at Darcel World. And, of course, you know I love hearing from you, so make sure that you send all your questions, topics, even guests that you would love to hear from at mobiletalkpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Mobile Talk with Darcel Laurie, where success is just a byproduct of who we are. Make sure to join us next week for another great episode. Until then, continue to talk and live like a mogul.